<clears throat> well, y'all, in honor of um, <sighs> in honor of Pride Month, I ate a bunch of Taco Bell, so I just feel bloated, and I drank a bunch of caffeine. I had a very, actually, a very good dinner. I made farmers market pasta because <laughs> I went. Mark, Bishop, you made a fucking Pomodoro sauce too, didn't you? No, I didn't. Thank you. But I did go to this um, specialty store in the city and I bought um, lemon infused olive oil and rosemary infused olive oil. Oh, that's cool. So I used the lemon olive oil and a little sugar and roasted my tomatoes and then sauteed all the other vegetables in the rosemary olive oil with some garlic and tossed it all together on the pasta. Made a little garlic bread. Being all fucking homey with a delicious homemade meal. I got a nacho I mean, bell grande it, it and was, some burritos. It was hot as the devil's asshole today. Yeah, that's I what I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I can't do heavy food today. I was oh, heavy dying. Oh, I meant cooking. I was like, fuck that. I want it, not just cooking. Like, well, we was, you know, we went to the dentist. We go to the dentist as a family. Mm-hmm. Knock it's, it all out, yeah. It's just easier. So we was at the dentist until like almost five o'clock because she saw everybody. Yeah. So it was like, you know, what can I cook quick? Because it's still hot as balls in here. I don't, but these kids need to eat, right? That's what I say. You can't open the window because niggas is running across roofs and shit. This, this window is open. They're they're quiet today. They it hasn't, but it's also mad hot. So everybody hey, in the house. Oh, <laughs> uh, um. Okay, so with this being Pride Month, y'all. Well, first of all, welcome to Reality Rewind. Um, I'm not gonna give y'all the long spiel today. Uh. So with this we being Pride Month, things was happening. Shit, I yeah. wasn't even gonna say that. I was just gonna be like, you niggas ain't gonna notice. It'd be all right. <laughs> I mean, it's late. We're, we weren't here on Friday. We know. No. We apologize, but it was um, it, it was, was probably a weekend, and yes. one of the bartender. Uh, and we were banging. And you um, know, y'all love to take y'all daddies to the bar. Y'all won't take them niggas to a restaurant, but y'all love to take them niggas to a bar. <laughs> Oh no, it's a bar with it. I'm at a restaurant and it was I mean, like, yes, oh. I get it, but even still, <laughs> anywhere there's alcohol, that's where they're gonna be at with their daddies. <laughs> and you could tell it was seniors like day out because it was 90 degrees and niggas was ordering it was espresso. This the and then for a lot of cities, this is the first weekend that was like fully open. No, I mean, as far as like old people being out in 90 degrees drinking like hot lemon water with honey, it's like this, you are going to die. It is 90. And I understand you're old, so it should feel like a brisk 75 for you. You need to relax. No, we're not putting a heater on for you. <laughs> um, with all that being said, because it's Pride Month, um, we decided to celebrate by I, I, I'm not going to honor I'm not going to say honor because there really is no heroes or villains in this per se but um, we are firm believers in gay people should do crime as well yes be gay be <laughs> trans do crime that is yes. what we firmly believe that scam these niggas that goes across the board I don't give a fuck what your gender identity is scam these niggas <laughs> and the uh the queen we'll be talking about this this week is the divine Mrs. Geraldine Elizabeth Carmichael. Oof. Um, and so, if you don't know who she is, look her up. Y'all need to get into this because, ooh, mama was the consummate scammer. 
So for the next two weeks, yes. sorry, I thought somebody, I was like, is that gunshots? Somebody knocking at my door? Stay here and some shit. Like, it's just. <laughs> I live on a corner. I live on a corner in a really I busy know. area now. So all I hear is shit. I, I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Don't you niggas got homes to be in? <laughs> Damn. Um, so for those of you who don't know who Geraldine Elizabeth Carmichael, aka Liz Carmichael, is, mm-hmm. um, she is the topic of the Lady in the Dale documentary on HBO. It's a four-part documentary that is so well done. It's so well done, but it's so jam-packed. It's very quick. Like, I'm going to be honest, I had to watch it three times. Same. I'm, I just rewatched it, is- it earlier. I I watched it. I finished watching it again yesterday, but it's like it's very jam packed with information. I'm probably gonna watch the second, the third, and the fourth part again. Same. After we talk about this, to be prepared for next week, just because it's it's just so much information, especially because they, it's so many things that get tackled in yeah. four episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like like a lot. I'm for a long time. Just for talking about the time. crimes is a lot mm-hmm. and the crimes the marriages like, like that's what i'm saying like the crimes themselves could have been four episodes the marriages could have been four episodes the transition could have been four episodes but the fact that they all go hand in hand yeah it was just a lot for four episodes even though it was very very well done it was four hours very well spent yeah but, but they could have, this could have been an eight episode thing and it would have been just mm-hmm. as compelling <laughs> Uh, I also thoroughly enjoyed about it the like art style a la Angela Anaconda. <laughs> I was like that that's one of my favorite like art styles and shit. It, it was yeah. just it was so cute and adorably done. It was. I, mean, it I did enjoy really I did enjoy that take on it because it was very like it was it was just done so much so different from every other documentary you would see because it's like yes it's chock full of information but it's still very much meant to engage and entertain you yeah because liz carmichael is an engaging person very much so like that's how she got as far as she did let's be yeah honest. like sis had a gift like, sis had a gift and it was just used and it's like even if you means. never talk to her, her presence is so so engaging. Like mm-hmm. she's huge, <laughs> and not just the size, but her personality like, was. When, that's what I'm saying. When I say huge, I don't just mean like because Mama was six feet oh. tall. Yeah, because like <laughs> everything about because the hair was big, the 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 bell bottoms were big. Mama was dressed. All yeah, the time. all the time. The personality the was big. Like, like mama was dressed. Like it was. I was, I was like, oh shit, I want that. Like, like, mama was dressed the whole time. I loved. I just love how all the straight men was like, yeah, Liz was just a large woman, and I would just cackle. <laughs> she was just a really large woman. <laughs> like you goddamn right, she was. It was like everything. Like she was just one of those people, and it's funny because. I got this from a documentary that she wasn't even actually in. Oh, really? And it's like just to the way she takes up space. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh huh. This whole documentary is about her. She's not in it. She's they don't talk. She's dead. That she's not in it. Yeah, she died in. But even just in photographs, she like 
envelops the room. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I need to be where she is. Yeah. She's magnetic. Exactly. And that's how she was able to scam. Scammers are charismatic people. Very much so. Um, (laughs) So starting kind of just a little bit at the beginning. um, So initially, Liz was born Jerry, Jerry Dean Michael. Um, Mm -hmm. And according to Liz, she was born on a dirt farm, which is a story that she carries over through the beginning of But she knows scammers always have to come from the the gutter to make it up. Well, I I just thought it was really interesting that she kept that same backstory throughout, like her being Jerry into and beyond the transition of her being a dirt farmer. But that's the, the key of a good liar, though. Because you yeah. tell one lie and continue it. You don't change it based on your audience. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Because you tell the lie enough, you start to believe it, shit. Well, apparently she did, because the reality was that she was born in a middle-class home. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of her uh, then friends recounted about how they went to a teen canteen. Um, so the town they had, she like, was born in, I've actually been to that town. Where It was in Indiana, wasn't it? It's in Indiana. I've actually okay. driven through that town. I mean, I'm Black, so to me, it's a sundown town, but they say it's not. I'm a nigga. I feel like I'm going to get lynched in that moment. But in most places in Indiana, I feel like I get lynched, so. Yes. And I lived in Indiana. The only safe but place like, is Gary, where the Jacksons and Vivica Fox are from. I mean, Vivica Fox is from South Bend, and South Bend is scary. I thought it was Gary. No, she's from South Bend. She likes to say Gary, but she's from South Bend. Oh, I mean, is Gary a step up? I mean, if you... (laughs) Like, if you're trying to get your nigga card, Gary is a step up, but South Bend and Gary ain't... Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... It just ain't as many Black people in South Bend as is in Gary. Gary is a nigga town. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I get you. So it's like if you want to identify, it's like people knew Gary though. Don't nobody know what a fuck South Bend is. If you don't live in Indiana, you have no idea what a fuck South Bend is. No, I, I thought it might have been a section of Gary. No, it honestly, it's a good forty-five minutes away. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like Highland it's Park, not close. So South Bend. Oh, you said forty-five minutes, not yes, four two, forty-five five. minutes away. Okay. So South Bend is the last town that's considered Northwest Indiana. And it's very important to distinguish that because if you look at the, this is, I'm getting way too deep into Indiana lore, so I'm gonna get out of this in a second. But it's like, if you look at the Indiana state quarter, the corner is cut off. Okay. So that part that's cut off is Northwest Indiana. It's cut off because that's the only part of Indiana that's on central time. Oh. So they say it might as well be Illinois. So if you look at the quarter, it's cut off. It's not there. Indiana's oh. not shaped the way it is on that quarter. They cut that they cut that corner off. Because Indiana acts like that it's not part of the state. It's also <laughs> the only part of the state that tends to vote Democrat. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. Yeah. But that area is like it's Gary, South Bend, Munster. But South Bend is the last town that you can catch a train into Chicago. Okay. So it's like, it's very, it's very weird because once you get just past South Bend, the time changes back to Eastern time. Okay. Like, 
about a half hour outside of South Bend, it switches to Eastern time. It's not on Central time anymore. Oh, okay. And it's like, this is the only state that does that, that has two time zones, but they also don't recognize that part of the state. It's very weird. And I lived there when Mike Pence was governor. It was a strange place. <laughs> but the town is, that, that town that Liz is from is a little further south, like closer to Indianapolis. Okay. But it's a, actually a really nice suburban town. Like it does, it's not like a poor area. That's what the that's what the story. That's why when they said where she was from, I was like, "Well, did this used to be poor? Because now it's not. Like everybody got pools in their yard. Like it's a nice suburban town. Like it's not poor at all." Well, also like in the same vein of she who shall not be named, who we were just talking about previously. <laughs> um, it's a it's a thing of like that wasn't even a little bit of truth in the lie. That was just a flat out lie. But we see yeah. that from we see that from Liz. We see that from Liz throughout the Yeah. Thing. And I because I really thought I looked it up. I said, did this used to be a poor town that has since been gentrified? Mm-hmm. Nah. Um, so they were recounting the story. He was recounting the story about them trying to get to the teen canteen. Yeah. Oh work. Um and anybody about that's not from the Midwest area may not understand that the Midwest had a thing about teen clubs. It wasn't just the mid. No, it wasn't just the Midwest. That's the only place I know. Because when I come talk to my friends here, they like, "Down the fuck you talking about? We ain't never did no teen clubs here in New York." Like I don't know, you know. Maybe yeah, down you, south they did. You talk about black people though. <laughs> White people definitely did. You're right. You're yeah. Right. You're right. <laughs> um. It, it really was a story that just kind of showed how like just impulsive and reckless Sherry was because they yeah. hitch ride down here to the teen canteen. They're staying out late um, and have no ride back. So, you know, and have however they got back, they just home. got back. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, shortly thereafter, uh, Jerry and his family moved to Detroit where for the auto industry, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, where Jerry also boxed. It was stated that Jerry had seen and done things that they hadn't that the other friends, when he moved back home to town, um, hadn't seen or experienced before. Um, And then we dive into the world of Jerry and his wives. (laughs) So in 1946, Jerry was in the army. Oh, okay. Just, I wish I could put a counter up here for the number of children. Um, Okay. See, if I I wish I knew how to, I wish I was better. Like when you edit this to cut out clips, you could actually probably add it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna see if I can edit this to cut out the clips. And that's a post production ad. <laughs> um, so in 1946, Jerry was in the army, ended up being shipped to Germany. 1948, yes. Jerry was married to a German woman named Marga who he met when he was on tour and had two children, the first two, right? Mm-hmm. Jerry beat it on Marga. Like, and when I mean beat it, I mean black. Fuck out. Like Jerry like, said, dip. you know what? I ain't with this shit. Let me go. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. Um, beat it on Marga and the kids, was arrested, fined $1,000, court fees, and one to three years in Indiana prison. Imagine these However, people that fined for dipping out on their kids. <laughs> And you had to pay because she and his mama paid the court fees. Mm-hmm. Um, the sentence was suspended and Jerry was released. 
And shortly thereafter, they get divorced. 1954, Jerry married Juanita Hazeman and began selling these sewing, these, uh, not sewing, these knitting machines. <laughs> with the whole idea that, okay, you buy this knitting machine and then I'll buy the products from you that you make and sell. And obviously it's scam. Um, apparently too, in the three years that Juanita and Jerry were married, they moved 21 times. Uh, finally, towards the end of 1956, early 1957, Juanita left Jerry. She also had one child initially and was pregnant. Um, so he never saw that child. We're currently up to four. <laughs> uh, Jerry begins uh, a small newspaper in Eleanor. I'm trying to get through most of this to get to the meat of the story. Yeah, no, it makes sense. No, go. Um, Jerry began a small newspaper in Eleanora. Um, he wasn't liked by the locals. They pretty much hated him. Um, Jerry changed. Oh, well, the newspaper went bust, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry also at that same time began traveling from state to state, changing residences frequently, saying that it was cheaper he said it was rent. cheaper than paying rent. Right. Cheaper than fucking paying rent. Um, Jerry started working Ooh. for the United Vacuum Cleaners, uh, which would literally was vacuum really cleaners. Selling like vacuum repairing cleaners. and selling oh, vacuum like, cleaners. You're selling. He wasn't like, cleaning literally vacuum. Like the I mean, shit you see in the movies about the 50s where niggas are selling vacuum cleaners. That's literally what he was doing. And repairing, yeah. Um, ended up getting fired for pocketing the down payments from customers. Um, Jerry also said that uh, he was a soldier of fortune. Um, Jerry supposedly delivered guns to Castro in Cuba and was arrested by- When Mexico. I got to that part, so when I got to that part, I paused. I said, wait, what? How did we get to you being a gun runner? Uh, you selling vacuums? Like, wow. what? Talk about a leap. Like, you are putting whoa. Joanne to shame. Exactly. Um, so now we gun running? Like, right. You went, you literally went from Michael's Crafts to fucking bad boys. Like, how did we get here? <laughs> it's like, I swore you were just repairing vacuum cleaners and selling knitting machines. Now was, you gun running like, for Castro. This is a leap. I, I was confused. I said, wait a minute, because I have questions, sir. Right. How, what is this? What, what, huh? How do you even? I always have, of course, how people even get into dr drug, like gun running, like selling drugs, whatever. I know how that shit works, but how do you get into selling like international arms dealing? Like, I don't, I don't feel like that's no shit you can just walk up into. Like, it's no. Like, what? <laughs> and that I feel like that was one of the biggest lies because just like, for like outside looking in and in watching the documentary, like. It's like this makes she was a scammer, sense. but she wasn't like this kind of a girl, you know. Yeah, like this literally makes no sense for like, like what you try do. This. And also, like you don't just you don't have enough money to be an international arms dealer, like because you ain't jumping. And being from... saved, hold on, because we forgot this part. So Jerry was arrested by Batista and then saved by Castro's soldiers, put on a fishing boat, and then swam ashore to the coast of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that little cut out of the Asian girl stand? <laughs> I did. I did. 
Oh my God. I said, y'all are ridiculous. Jerry is ridiculous. There was just so many questions. Like, Jerry, how did we? Right. Sir, sir. Um, so in 1958, Jerry met with Betty, Bet, met, my goodness, met and married Betty Sweet after one month of dating. Um, she was pregnant two months later. Jerry was constantly involved in crime. And by August of that year, Betty dipped. Betty was the only one that was like, okay, I've had enough. Because yeah, all Betty, the other ones I, last I at least it. like more than a year, more than two years. Well, Vivian, Auntie Mama Vivian comes into the picture. And this really marks the, like, I feel like the true beginning of who um, Liz Carmichael really is, at least for, at least in the view of this documentary. Yeah. Um, so Vivian meets Jerry at the age of 16 at a diner. Um, Vivian is also a mini scammer. Yeah. You, you caught brother was saying, and also I love Vivian's brother. Um, Me too. Like he's probably like the brightest spot in all of this. Like if anybody's that, the like, hero, he's from the homophobe hero. to not like. Yeah. Very much was like, oh no, I hate it, gay people. But then like this motherfucker came out trans, so I was just like, nah, we good. Like, probably, oh okay, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> if anybody's the hero, it's the brother. It's Richard. Um, it was that quick switch. Like, oh, I guess I was wrong. Like. Uh -huh. And especially because, like, okay, well, we got it. We'll get into that. Um, actually, in just a few minutes. So um, Vivian's brother was talking about how, like, she could talk to you into just about anything. He also mentions that they grew up in an abusive home, um, which is why Vivian ends up running to California with Jerry to get married. Yeah. She tells Richard not to tell mom and dad because, like I said, dad was abusive, abusive, and Jerry offered her, essentially was her way out of that home. Um, a couple of years later, they moved back to the same town and Jerry begins to, uh, teach Richard the scams. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say, oh, we're going to get into that in just a minute. So Richard idolizes Jerry, like the way that like Richard is infatuated because at first it was like a hate, obviously. Um, yeah. but as time goes on and they begin to build their relationship, um, Richard has a very, like, a big fondness for his brother-in-law. Um, so much so that he also begins to take up the mantle, the family mantle of a uh, scam along. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so Jerry teaches Richard how to do fake checks and make fake IDs because it's the 50s. When I say I they hit point, every, they hit every fucking scam you could hit. Every white collar scam you could do. They're counterfeiting. They like, they hit every scam you could possibly hit. <laughs> the only thing they didn't do was insider trading. And I'm sure if like Jerry, Jerry and slash Liz Carmichael had access to that would be one of I'm about to say, I'm sure that's held against broke. Because if they had access to the money, they would have been running like insider trading and all the other because they hit yeah. every possible scam you could hit. Like they let they said no scam left unturned, bitch. Like, no scam <laughs> left behind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mama, mama sat back, and you know what? We'll get into the Ayn Rand of all of this a little bit later. But yes. Mama did sit back like George Bush was like, Mm-mm, "No sis, no scam left behind, girl." We scam equally around this. Equally, day. everybody's getting scams. scams. All the kinds. Oh, of that ways. scam, that scam. I did that. I mastered that. I right. did that. Mama, Mama was the Isaac Newton of scams. She just invented scams Newton. at this point. <laughs> You did not say that. I no, I wouldn't say Isaac Newton. I would say Lee Iacocca. Okay, I'm scared. Because she didn't invent. She it. just tried to perfect. <laughs> no, no, because Mama did try to invent later. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did. She did. The latest, the latest scam was an invention. It was a. She had an Einstein moment. She had a. She Mama was out here trying to explore new territory. She was out here in the scam that's never been scammed before. Right. <laughs> scam, the final frontier. Bitch, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Bitch, shut up. <laughs> so Jerry teaches Richard how, Richard how to write bad checks. <laughs> and also make fake IDs. And they get popped, of course. And, of course. Um, Jerry asked, like, Jerry wanted to be important. And that's one of the common things throughout all of this that everybody says. Um, Jerry asked, the, did it make the papers? <laughs> and it did, right. but it wasn't, it like, wasn't so the notoriety. Because if not, hoping. then. Right. <laughs> um, so Jerry actually takes the, <laughs> Jerry holds it down. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you know, I wrote that in my note. <laughs> no. <laughs> this really is a, a podcast for old people. <laughs> that shit happened like 20 years ago. This is a, I, actually, I think that this, I think she's dead. That's the sad part. Oh, okay. Well, way to ruin a moment. <laughs> so funny. God damn. Um, okay. So uh, Jerry ends up like getting popped for it and taking a hit for both of them. Richard yes. keeps quiet. Um, I think Jerry got off on this one, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the ones he got off on. Um, so uh, roughly about 1961, uh, Jerry starts making Frank money. <laughs> He so, said, well, guess I decide to counterfeit today. <laughs> like a full ass. Counterfeiting. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck getting a job. We, we're just going to make He really it. woke up stressed. He said, smells like counterfeiting today. Right. <laughs> and this is true. This shows you how like Vivian's little aspect of scamming too. Because mm-hmm. okay, so Jerry starts making a fake money, right? But the money didn't look realistic enough. So Vivian comes up with the idea of like staining it with tea and coffee. So they're doing this out Which, of like all right, sideboy. When did that become part of the scammers' Bible? Why do we stain everything with tea and coffee? What like and who was the first motherfucker to be like, you know what make this shit look real, bitch? Lick okay. Me. So this is it. <laughs> so it goes back to, at least for me, it goes back to, and I'm sure we all had the same project in elementary school where we had to like write letters as if it was the old days yes. and then we stained it in what? 
tea and coffee. I mean, you're right, because that's what you had at the house. But I'm just wondering, who mm-hmm. was the first scammer that was like, you know what, to make this 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 art fraud go off? Put some lifting on that bitch. It's going to be straight. Like, we're going to get off on this. they going to get this they got today. <laughs> you making this bitch sound like the Sandra Lee of scammer. <laughs> You know, we're just going to add a little bit of tea, a little bit of coffee, and some vodka. It's very much like, nah, you know what's going to get these bills off? That good old lifting out there. Go get them tea bags. Like, get that, get that lifting popping. These, these bills going to go off. You all understand? <laughs> like it was some bullshit secret in Red Book, a house, good house. Like this fake ass sepia tone. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so they began printing. If you really want to make your scam go off, dip it in a little bit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you want to really make your shit go off. But wait a minute, not peppermint. It's got to be black. <laughs> Earl Grey. No. They will. Um, so uh, they began uh, counterfeiting money under the name of LA Distribution, which was the shell, corpor- uh, shell company. Mm-hmm. They start circulating fives, tens, and twenties. They printed the notes, and members of the owner, as well as an employee and his girlfriend of the Monarch Frozen Food Company, which was directly below in the same building, um, they all started help. Uh, they all started to help circulate the um, counterfeit notes. The notes and end up getting. You don't know why you only circulate five, tens, and twenties when you counterfeit this because people don't check those. People don't check them. No. You again stay well. Mm-hmm. People always check 50s and, uh, and higher. Mm-hmm. Nobody checks ones, five, tens, and twenties. So mm-hmm. don't counterfeit. Although we're not advocating counterfeiting money. No, this is just like this is what happens. This is why you do stay it. Stay 10 and below because if you give four twenties, they're gonna check. Stay ten dollars and below. They won't check. You'll never get checked. So I was always taught because just because counterfeit money does happen. Um, and I'm sure all of us at some point have like had our hands on some and distributed some without our knowledge. Yeah. Um, so my mother, like years ago, ended up with like a counterfeit 20 and she was like, I'm gonna just, she was bowling every Wednesday. She's like, I'm gonna just take the bowling out and buy some scratch offs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, that. yeah. I mean, and I think, get, get, the, get, get this though. The gag is, I'm pretty sure she got this. I'm pretty sure she got this at the bank. That's what you do, because the thing about account, the thing about counterfeits, you almost always get counterfeits from the bank, because the counterfeiters go put it in the ATM. If you put in under a hundred, under under two hundred dollars, you could take it out immediately. Mm-hmm. So they put the counterfeit bills. The ATM can't read that they're counterfeit. <coughs> put in the counterfeit so <coughs> and swap out bills. the real one. Okay. That's why you almost always get counterfeits from the bank. Okay. Put yeah, it in was... after the bank closes. Won't nobody look at it till the morning. By that time, they don't know where the fuck it came from. Yeah, because she didn't. I tell you, she was like, "Well, I'm right. not taking it back it'll to the get, bank." It'll get pushed into the circulation because at that time, it's so much money come through. They're not checking it. They're not checking it in every it individual gets bill. Into the circulation, you almost always end up with counterfeit bills from a bank. I would okay. That makes sense. Ninety-eight percent of the time, it comes from the bank. Well, these counterfeit bills. And retail the, stores have to send their counterfeit bills to the bank too. Yeah, I mean, I was figuring like deposits from businesses. 
the, so anyway, all counterfeit bills do go to the bank. If you get it from a deposit from business, they almost always throw it out and then just dock your your deposit. But by however much the counterfeit is, I'd be so mad. I mean, usually by the time it gets to the deposit point, we know somebody didn't caught it by then. It's just ain't shit you could do about it. But once that you take it, ain't shit you could do about it. Yeah. But the bank, the counterfeits that get in circulation from the bank are from the ATM because nobody checks the ATM money. Okay. The people at the ATM just come clear it out and then they and put new money in, the but nobody in. ever checks it. Okay. And they just throw it on the money counter and it'll count like a regular bill, although it's not real. Okay. As long as it's stained with tea and coffee. Even if it's not, shit, I've seen people put counterfeits with their own fucking face on it in the ATM. That's a goddamn shame. <laughs> I've seen people do it. <laughs> um, so the, um, these notes end up being traced back to David Eisner, who was the head of the Monarch Frozen Food Company. Jerry mm-hmm. was taken into custody, and this was August 4th, 1961. Yep. Jerry begins to refuse to cooperate. By August 30th, the grand jury, uh, jury. Ooh, oh my goodness. Oh, sorry, y'all. That was a burp. That Taco yeah. Bell is repeating. I should have changed my shirt. I slept in my shirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, so August 30th, the grand jury indicts Jerry um, with conspiracy and possession of con- counterfeit currency. So September 18th, 1961, Jerry failed to appear in court. She was on the lam. Yes, mom was a part of the Lamely. She was having a moment. She said, "Emancipation of Mimi." She was gone. Hmm. Uh, So a warrant ended up being uh, issued. At the same time, Vivian was also pregnant, and Vivian obviously got arrested and roped up into this as well because Vivian was one of part of the scammers. Um, She was also uh, released out on bail. Um, The two of them end up moving every few months, typically sticking around the Sun Belt, which is like the warmest part of the country. Yeah. Um, and at this point, they start having more children and trying to build somewhat of a life. The family, as far as the kids, create these fake identities because they're on the run. Consistent fake identities. They just like one after the next, just. And okay, so they were writing the Bureau of Vital Statistics, right? Which is obviously a defunct thing now. Um, and they would get the birth certificates of dead children. Yes. <laughs> And that will be their new identity. Um, kids didn't go to school, obviously. Vivian did all the homeschooling. It's just like, hold on. I'm sorry, y'all. My handwriting's a little bad. I thought it said colored ads. Oh, coded. I was confused. I was like, wait, there were no notes of racism in this. <laughs> no, no notes of racism. No notes of black people at all in this, actually. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, um, we got enough shit going on. We, we don't about. need no part of this. <laughs> uh, so the way that the family, like uh, Vivian, um, at this point, Jerry and the kids kept in touch with the other family members like Vivian's brother and, and her mom and dad or what have you, um, was through coded ads in the local free press. Now, can we just talk about how this shit is genius? Yeah, no, this shit was smart. This shit was genius. Like, these coded ads in these papers was ingenious. Like, yes. this is how you know. This is why I can always firmly say scammers are born, not made. 
Yes. Nobody who was taught to scam would have thought of this shit. I I can give you that. I can give you that. <laughs> Cause uh, well, also, you know what? Wait a minute though, because remember, Jerry is Jerry was in the army at this point. I mean, yeah, not this point, yeah. but previously. So I would imagine yes, there was also kind of like Jerry was also training. a boring scammer. He had been scamming since day one. Well, yeah, true. So even with the army training, that just made the scam even better. Yeah, because this motherfucker, the fact that they were doing like, he was little. The fact that they were truly doing like these coded ads and family members, which they're like, doing like more codes for their family. Like, right. wow. <laughs> Red Toyota available at this dress, da 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 da, and it's like a park, and the kids are like, "Oh, it's our cousins." Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the and so Jerry's only two of Jerry's kids are featured in this. Um, Candy is the one that's Candy's the, really the storyteller of of mm-hmm. this documentary. So yeah. Candy starts talking about how like or learning early on like how the phones were being tapped, like knowing the clicking sound in the background. And they took that as obviously it was this time to pick up and move. She was talking about too how like they were trained that if something was to go down to leave everything and fucking run. Yep. Like, God damn. Can you imagine growing up like that? That is traumatizing. It it is, but the wild part about it is that she talked about it so matter-of-factly. She talked about it fondly. And like it was just like, oh, whatever. Like it was, you know, like, oh, we just had a fun life. Like it was like not now. I don't know if mamas went through a lot of very expensive therapy or really don't see how this shit was fucked up. But either right. way it goes, like she carries that throughout all of this. It's, yeah. it's just it's like because the yeah. whole thing, it was just like, oh, it was Tuesday. Like, wait, because what girl? <laughs> <laughs> she, t- she literally talks about all of this with like such a fucking fondness mm-hmm. and just like it was just this enjoyable adventure it like was it was fucking adventure time for her like it was just like oh but you know but mom and dad were like great and like she thought look she thought this was some Phineas Phineas and Ferb cow and chicken bullshit like she yeah. was just along for the ride mama okay? thought she was in the, the grim adventures of <laughs> Billy and Mandy. <laughs> Mama was Billy. Yes. <laughs> just here for the ride. She just was out here That's it. enjoying the show. It's um, like, but wait, you don't like you're you're mad grown now. You still don't see how this all of this was a problem. Right. She also talks about like the financial instability that they had, where they were either like extremely well off or they were like dirt fucking like poor. Like dirt fucking poor. Yeah. There was no in between. Um, one of like Jerry's legal scams was the pet the pet shop. <laughs> the, oh, yes. the fish. The tropical fish. I forgot about that shit. Breeding, <sighs> was it Brazilian or Colombian tropical fish in people's basements? And like having people, like literally convincing people, this is how you know mama was a born scammer and yes. that the mouth was just everything because convincing people to flood their basement. Ruining the foundation of their home. Tropical fucking fish for you. Like and we what couldn't is do even this in a happening bucket. here? My thing was like, we couldn't do this in a bathtub. 
Why did, <laughs> why did we have to flood a basement? We couldn't get buckets, nigga. Right. We couldn't get glasses. Right. <laughs> we couldn't get mason jars. Like, mm-hmm. well, no, we have to flood your basement. So there goes my, where am I going to do my laundry? That's what I was thinking. Like, too. I like, can't do laundry with my kids going to play when they can't go outside. Right. What if a tornado has the value of my home? Like, what? Um, so Jerry starts breeding tropical fish and once again convinces people to flood their fucking basements and turn them into hatcheries. Yeah. Um, oh, also, too, the home jacuzzi. <laughs> yes, the fucking... It, that's, why, that's why I said it was so much. There was so many scams that it's yeah. hard to even keep up with them. Like, it was just so many. Yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, Candy said it worked. Candy said it was a working home jacuzzi and then, like, what was it? two months later something like that hits the market because okay so um jerry designed the home jacuzzi and two months later oh two months later ended up being on the run again that's what it was and a year later a a year later they saw it on the uh, the exact same thing yeah so uh a little bit later jerry decides uh to i guess after being on the run and convince people to put fish in their basement uh, decides to connect with his Detroit friends, aka the mobsters. Um, <laughs> so when Richard was telling a story about the one mobster who like loved playing, who could play the piano and had to like stop and was like, oh, my hands are hurting, but you know, they're still good for breaking necks or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, uh, I don't go there. I wouldn't, these are dangerous people. I wouldn't do it. I was just like, okay, Richard. <laughs> yeah, much, like, he was like, I still talk about these people in public. Like, they're no. like, don't do that. And I was like, I was just Whoa. like, I believe you, sir. Would you? I was like, let like me not talk tea? about these people in public either. I don't even know who the fuck they are, but I ain't gonna talk about them either. Shit, you ain't coming Rich. to my house. <laughs> Hello, and I and his, I live where his Detroit friends live. Um, like, nah, let me let me not talk about these people either. Shit, let me chill out. <laughs> no, the way that Richard said it was. Okay, the way that Richard said it, at least for me, invoked that same kind of emotion of all my life I had to fight. It was just very like, much. oh, shit. It was okay. very, very <laughs> I was like, this is real. This is real. It was very color purple. It was very much like, no, we do this. We will run up in your shit. Right. Like, immediately. Was, okay. Oh, I believe you. Okay, we're going to switch gears. So how was your day? <laughs> so about the Knicks. Like, it's right. Like- <laughs> Um, so the, in the process of like reconnecting with the old friends, they're not exactly, it's not exactly discussed why, um, one, these old mobster friends come back or two, um, if they have any involvement in. That part was real cagey. Like. It was. I don't think anybody knew anything. Now, I don't know if they don't know or they didn't want to talk about it, but that part was hella cagey. Like. They yeah, because you never like, got no, an answer. This we're not touching. Well, they say that um, um, Jerry might have been quote unquote killed by the old mob friends, and or it was either mob friends or the friends from when he was running guns to Cuba. The reality is that this bitch, this bitch faked her fucking death. Exactly, <laughs> Jerry was on some bullshit, and like right. Jerry dipped mm-hmm. the clear ass 
fuck all out. Um, but Vivian knows. Vivian's the only person that knows. Vivian knows everything. That's Vivian always knows everything. Vivian always knew because one thing about it, Mama kept Vivian in the loop because that's the that was the ride or die. Vivian was that bitch. Vivian yep. knew every fucking thing. See, this is the thing, and I'm okay. This is a life lesson for you, motherfuckers, right? You niggas and bitches is out here trying to be ride or dies. You niggas need to be moseying and getting snacks, okay? And taking naps, right. gang gang. Ride or die ends up in death, my nigga. Yes, Eat, and ain't sleep. no food along the way. Like no! I roll and snack. No! And I need to know what the destination is. Bitch, I need did, to know let me ask you, what this Did Cleo have is. a baconator in her in her fucking passenger seat when this shit rode when this bitch rode to her death? No. See, you know what? Though? What happened? Like, I'm a fat bitch, so I need to know, is there running involved? Are we jumping off shit? What are we doing? How much physical activity is involved? Because my fat ass got to tap out. Because I'll get you caught. Because I'll be like, you know what I'm not about to do? This. This is why I say Mosey gets snacks and <laughs> naps all 2021. It's gang, like, gang. Is, there, is there a cocktail? Is there a slider bar? Is there a place to sit? Do they have non-dairy options? Because I'm in public and I can't risk it. <laughs> is there a place to sit? Like a a place of, to sit. Is there a good bottle of Evian somewhere? There... Get out of my hair because I was about to say, can I have some water? <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a television? I'm sure there's a drag race marathon or a golden girls marathon on the TV. Right. Can like I want to have... relax. I don't want to be fleeing for my life. Mm-hmm. Is there liquor? Because if y'all ain't got no liquor, y'all ain't got no snacks, and I don't just want conversation. Um, so Richard finds out that Jerry is also alive because Jerry called Richard to ask for money. Yeah, Jerry called say so. <laughs> so I'm alive. And Richard's like, bitch, I thought you was dead. He's like, nah, 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 we ain't worried about all that. Can I get no, you? no, don't worry about that. Uh, Vivian's gonna come by and she's gonna pick up this money real quick. Okay? She's gonna come pick up the coins and um, we ain't gotta talk about that dead shit. Like, that's some wild shit. We ain't gotta talk about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, y'all. I had to cough. Oh, I got lightheaded. Oh, bitch. If you don't go somewhere. No, bitch. It got dark. Like, I was about to pass out. Okay. Oh, goodness. Um, okay. So <laughs> it's 1966 and uh, Jerry, the family, and Vivian are currently in LA. This pissed me off. Why did this nigga ruin Christmas? <laughs> like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Now, there's, and I'm going to say this too, there is a very important distinction and I understand, really understand that like many parents want their children to understand that like mommy and daddy bought these gifts, mommy bought these gifts, that whoever bought these gifts, right? Give the kids at least like one or two things from Santa and let them have some, let them believe, let them have some fun. They can see the big ticket items from you. They can get the socks and drawers from Santa. Well, so it depends <clears throat> on your kid though, right? Because I had, you know, everybody knows I have children. Thing about my kids is like, to them, like I never, I've never explicitly said Santa ain't real. Yeah, I've never said he was either. Yeah, but just because of how my kids are, Santa is just something on TV. 
Yeah, okay, I get that. They like never thought like Christmas, Sam was not... coming to leave gifts. So I <laughs> Some never... white man is coming to break into your home. They was like, yeah, we <laughs> eat not... your cookies and leave they was like, draws. Because I remember Brooklyn was like three <laughs> and I said something about Santa. She said, mommy, Santa's not real. Santa's on Mickey's clubhouse. And I was like, why you say that? She said, because white people don't come in our house unless it's right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> How did I, I figured it out because I figured it out because I compared the handwriting. <laughs> she literally said, "White people don't come in our house unless it's Ryan or Hannah." She had <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jerry ruins Christmas for his daughter by telling her that Santa isn't real, then asking, hey, would you like me to become your mommy? It was just like, this is awful. That was very, that was a, t- that was like, okay, so like, I'm not trying to be fun. That made me uncomfortable, right? It made me uncomfortable too. It's like, this is not the way to have this conversation. It's like, this is not the dare way to have this conversation Chris. with a child. Like, I'm all for people living their true transition and do whatever you got to do to live your best life. Like I'm all for that. I'm not saying that Jerry shouldn't have transitioned because that's stupid. Like why would no, I ever not at all. That? That's dumb. But that's not really an effective way to have this conversation with this child because to me, and this is me speaking as a cisgender person, right? It felt like you were using, it felt like Jerry or later Liz was using the transition as the consolation prize to Santa not being real. I felt that way too. Okay. So it wasn't just me. All right. So because it, 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 it felt like you're time, you're like, Santa's not real and creating a false trauma to make this transition not as bad. You know what I'm saying? Like it felt self like the whole like um <laughs> ruining christmas felt very self-serving in order to yeah, say hey but like you're, you're gonna get two mommies to, to make and these the are transition very like things. the saving grace in this this trauma of ruining christmas right uh, yeah it, yeah. it was it, it it was like this is very self-serving and also kind of gross to do this in this way i didn't like it either i know I, I was it was very uncomfortable for me um so candy uh is excited about it candy was also the daughter that christmas was ruined for yeah <laughs> at the christmas parade though bitch you bring me to a parade and you tell me all this shit is fake and i'm a child. never mind right right um so <laughs> we find out that vivian wasn't necessarily the happiest mother um, and Jerry, I kind of got the feeling that Vivian never wanted to be have with. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like this wasn't something Vivian wanted to do. It just happened to her. Yep. Which is what, all right. Now that we talking about the transition, like we, we ain't got to go through all the different names. So, okay. Again, speaking as a cisgender person, somebody that is trans and a parent will know better than I will. I'm coming from where I'm coming from, just knowing, just knowing trans people, not being one myself. At first, I thought it was weird mm-hmm. that as Jerry transitioned, at the final point of the transition, Jerry was being called mother. 
instead okay. of Vivian being called mother and because I having known people that transition that just tends not to be the way right the the person who was always the mom kind of holds that title and the person the parent who the father figure who transitioned either stays being called dad or they call them by their name by their chosen name right it's very rare that you well at least in my well, experience or even mom just not in a situation of having that title of mom removed by the person who, right or even yeah. mom but is you like some variation the children. of it like your mom and your whatever you know like some variation yeah. of the title of mom but to to me i thought it was a little odd to fully strip vivian of that mother title okay see that's the thing i didn't feel like and this is now, solely that, because see, that was initially but then okay. as i kept going i was like eh, but it kind of don't feel like vivian wanted to be Want to have kids anyway. yeah so that's why i was like it, at, at first it was jarring and then as i watched it second time, i was like eh, maybe not because it very much felt like jerry wanted the kids vivian didn't yes so for Viv for Jerry to then become Liz and become mom, mm -hmm. it made more sense because it felt like Vivian didn't even want the children. But yes. on the initial watch, and I was like, but oof, that like it made me a little uncomfortable to like no, I get rip that. her of her title of being mother because you've now transitioned. Because everything about this shows that, you know, Jerry than Liz, you know, because it's like we were talking about Liz as Jerry up until this moment. So mm -hmm. that's why I keep saying both. Going forward, I would just say Liz because yeah, we're now we're Jerry at the transition phase. We're at the point where Jerry doesn't matter anymore. But it's like up until this point, Jerry's always shown himself to be very narcissistic. And transitions yeah. don't change narcissism, right? Mm -hmm. So Which when we will see. at the first watch, it felt like just another very narcissistic, self-centered action. And it like that's why it made me so uncomfortable. At the second watch, it was like, eh, but did Vivian want children? Because she that's gave what the it, title up very easily. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I won't. I don't know if it was easily, but it did at least feel like because it they said that, that she way. wasn't a happy we're mother. Enough information is being presented, right? Well, she wasn't a happy mother, and she had an, an abusive childhood. So right. those two things lead led me to being a little bit more on the side of like maybe she didn't want to have kids. Maybe she didn't want to have more than one. You know, um, and the fact that she ran away from her childhood kind of mm -hmm. it also kind of lent itself to the fact that. Mama never really grew up, you know, so she doesn't see herself as a mother necessarily because she doesn't see herself as an adult. She's still a child out here with her savior, savior right? Yeah. Because Jerry saved her from that abusive household. And she was, what, 14, 15? No, uh, 16 when they met. Either way, she was she wasn't she was a child. adult when she ran off with him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, in a way, he's like her caregiver. Yes. I, I, I will, you know what? They have, it's a codependency. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. 
because um because he was her way out and she was his ticket to that family that he wanted and didn't have yeah it's very much a codependency it's 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 not weird because you see it all the time yeah but when you put when you think about all those things in a perspective it very much leads to why once transition liz becomes mother and mm-hmm. she becomes aunt. Aunt either aunt or they just call her vivian vivian they call they just call her vivian yeah <laughs> my god damn like it makes total sense now granted i'm not you know i'm not the type i don't give a fuck if my kids call me by my first name they usually don't because they're little but i also don't care about that shit because to me and this is weird i don't know maybe it's weird but to me forcing your children to call you mom or dad or mother or father is just a way to like impose a level of superiority in my mind okay because they don't need to say that to know who you are to them. Yeah, you still beat their ass either way. You're still the same. <laughs> like, you still hold the same position. And yeah. I know people have respect to that, but I don't get that because it's just like, whether she calls me mom, whether either one of them call me mom, mommy, or Siobhan, I still, I still reside in the same space in their life. Right. I don't know. That just that would make me feel weird. I, I, something about that would make me feel like a guest in my own home. It's I like, mean, I call my. I mean, but that's the thing. We don't, and that's why I say it's like a weird superiority thing because we don't expect that from our spouses. Oh, what do you mean? Like you're not looking to your spouse to cut. I'm like I'm not looking to say wife, <laughs> wife, wife. You know what I'm saying, like, Daddy. So why do they have, like, that's why I was like, this is weird because you don't expect that from nobody else. You don't expect nobody else to call you by the position that you hold in their life. <laughs> so why do we expect that of children? It's weird. It's weird to me. Okay, that's I, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and I could be out here on this limb by my damn self. <laughs> to me, it's just kind of jarring. Like, you know those videos? It's because you, like... you're used to saying it a certain way. But when you think about it, it really don't really make much sense. Because nobody <laughs> else in your life is expected to call you by the position. Like, I don't come to you like, friend, friend, <laughs> friend. Like, that's weird. Like, you're gonna be like, what is your weird ass doing? <laughs> like, no, I have friend. friends that call me that. I'm like, hey. Yeah, but that's because it's in the lexicon hey, now. Friend. Like, it's not like, it's like fun in the lexicon. Because I, I have a friend who I say that to all the time. But it's also just, like, jokingly. But it's not, like, it's not expected. No. Like, if I didn't call you friend and I called you Lee, you would look at me like, bitch, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, that wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Every once in a while... There are three things that I'll, four things that I'll call my mother just to get on her nerves. And they are so stupid and so funny. One of them is, of course, old lady. Other one is Build-A-Bear. Because she's, in the winter, she likes to wear these little onesies around the house. Like a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> the other is Camilla Parker Bowles. I don't know why. <laughs> but the last one is Myra Jaquetta Payne. <laughs> her whole uh-huh. last name. And she just always looks like. I call my mother. When I went to annoy her, see, none of y'all can say this because she'll shoot y'all. I either call her Maurice. <laughs> so, all right, fun backstory. 
My mother doesn't have a middle name, right? She was not given one at birth. So when my mother and my father got together, now, anybody who listens to any of my other podcasts, no, I'm not talking about my biological father. I'm talking about my sister's father, technically my stepfather. But when they got together, his sister said, why you don't have a middle name? I need something to call you by. Your middle name is Maurice. So she's been sharing Maurice for as long as I can remember. So, it, I, it was so random. Like, it was like, why that day? <laughs> So my, she just decided her name was Maurice. My aunt just decided her middle name was Maurice. So when I went to get on her nerves, I called her Maurice. Or I call her Pebbles. Oh Pebbles is a child nickname, like a childhood nickname. They called her, they called her Pebbles when she was like little, like super young. She hates it now. But here and there, I'd be like, Pebbles, what you doing? And she'd get pissed and hang up on me. <laughs> she get on your Look here, Pebbles. <laughs> she get pissed and just hang up the phone. <laughs> My mother also hangs up on me every day eventually it's gonna start to fuck with my self-esteem because she hang up on me every fucking day <laughs> and i know she be listening to this so i'm putting your shit out there you hang up on me too damn much that's all she she just be singing your shit she said i done dealt with for this long i ain't listening to you niggas no more <laughs> click i know she be listening i don't know why she listens to this shit but i know she do sometimes oh my god okay so just very quickly when I was a kid, my grandmother and her brother got into an argument, and these niggas spent a half a day calling each other and hanging up on each other. <laughs> like, would literally call and hang up. I was like, that's the type of level, that's the level of petty I aspire to. Girl, that's that Bradley side of my family. That's where that hateful side comes from. Um, okay. <laughs> I'd be thinking about doing shit like this. Oh, it's a hot day. Let me get some cheap bologna and fuck up some car paint. It's like, no, mm-hmm. calm down. Sit down. Play a video game. Okay, so Jerry and Jerry finally has a discussion with Vivian about wanting to transition. Yeah. Vivian, um, they separate. Vivian's like, okay, good luck. Vivian's <laughs> like, I don't want no bitch, so you go ahead. <laughs> um, through the process of Jerry's transition into who we would now be referring to as Geraldine. <laughs> Ooh, Geraldine is- Elizabeth Carmichael. Geraldine just screams crime. I like I don't know Geraldine. anybody named Geraldine that don't do crime. Oh no, I got. Well, they just hot heads. I got a bunch of I got a bunch of women on my mother's side of the family named Geraldine. I'm sure, and I'm yeah. sure at least one of them has done a crime. <laughs> I a my family named Geraldine. I know at least one has done a crime. And I love I don't that know name, anybody though. named Geraldine that don't do crime. <laughs> Anytime I hear the name Geraldine, I know it's gonna be a good fucking time. They either gonna they either do crime, they fight, or they or doing fish fries out the kitchen. They cook great macaroni and cheese. Yep. <laughs> yep. I love a good Geraldine. Okay, so Geraldine, Elizabeth. I'm sorry, Geraldine Elizabeth Carmichael. Yes. Oh, damn, these niggas is like. Whew. That's a lot of name. It ain't even That's a lot, a of, lot name. of name. It's just a lot of name. Like it's just a lot to say. All it's these syllable ass names. <laughs> I it just sounds so regal. It sounds it just it sounds like it sounds uh, like middle class regal. 
it sounds like Queen. It sounds honestly when I hear Geraldine Elizabeth Carmichael, I think of the head of the PTA that secretly pop her kids riddling. She get all the shit done, but the bitch be high as fuck. <laughs> her closest friends call her Jerry for sure. They do, and she always. Oh, I didn't even for, think about that. She's good for a good white wine spritzer. Oh, I knew where the name came from. Oh, you didn't get it. I did just it just clicked because her okay. boy name is Gerald. Jerry Dean. It was Jerry Dean. It Michael. was Jerry Dean. Yes. And it's Geraldine and that's what she Elizabeth Carmichael. Yep. Car Michael. Yes. Mama put the Wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Go Let's ahead and put it one together. More time. Put it together. Okay, so Jerry Dean Michaels, right? Mm-hmm. Geraldine Eliza a bit car. Michael, Mama put Illuminati the scam in, her in name. the name. The scam was in, in her name. name. She told y'all she was scamming. Mama that put is the scam in her name. Elizabeth. <laughs> she didn't lie a bit. She lied a lot. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Illuminati. Eyes <laughs> <was a> breath. <laughs> um. So, uh, in the process, like the process of Liz's transition. Um, she is in communication with Vivian by letters and they begin to have some kind of a relationship, I'd like to say. Mm. Um, this is all happening in um, Liz's like late 30s, I believe early 40s. So Liz is back with the family and Candy, the daughter, talks about how like Liz would be recording her voice in order to try and practice and, and perfect a more effeminate sounding voice. Um, Liz was also getting, and I never heard this one, um, I always heard like birth control and shit like that, but Liz was taking animal hormones. Um, that so transition. that is something they used to do. It was illegal. It wasn't legal, like literally at all. Yeah, no, but no. They used to do it before the IUD was invented, but the well before the IUD was readily available. But as a form of birth control. Yeah, because the reason oh. why they do it is that it will mutate your eggs. Um, the animal hormones will mutate your eggs, so then your eggs couldn't be fertilized by human sperm. Oh, okay. It always seemed very painful to me. It sounds painful. It it was something that I had heard now granted i haven't researched this thoroughly i'm literally giving you information that was given to me i could be wholly wrong yeah but this is what i was told so i'm giving it to you because i didn't care enough to look it up but yeah i was told that the animal hormones once you get enough it would because it does fuck with your actual hormones so it would like mutate your egg like the type of eggs you produce and they couldn't be fertilized by human sperm the desperation to yeah. just like it was cheap not have children because it's like but no because birth control was expensive and no that's what i mean like just not the the unwillingness I'm about to say, it's not just expensive it. it was like you had to go through so many hoops to get it like they they made you do like psychological appointments they made you do all kinds of shit to even get birth control yes. so it's like animal hormones you can get on any local farm 
Um, so when you were talking about mutating eggs, the minute you said mutate, immediately the X-Men 90s theme song started playing in my head. On that note, I'm about to go to the bathroom. I'm not um okay so while she's gone (laughs) so as i was saying like um liz was recording her voice in an attempt to practice it to gain more of a sense of femininity. We also began taking animal hormones to help the transition. One of the things that they talked about, which I didn't know about, um, was if you were married and or had kids, they wouldn't allow you. They wouldn't, well, medically, under the care of a medical professional, they wouldn't allow you to transition. Um, Vivian helped. Liz to learn to feminize herself in a way that she uh, uh, wanted. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a little buzzed. Okay, Liz and Vivian were working together to help Liz uh, learn makeup and create more of a a feminine identity, creating the world and uh, the vision of herself she wants to present to it. Um, So one of the cackles was Liz trying to run, like, do... Well, Candy refers to it as being test runs, but I, for me, it's probably just Liz like doing normal things that normal people do, like going shopping or any kind of like public appearance in public. Um, the kids would call her mom in an attempt to help like throw off some of the looks uh, or uh, some of the suspicion that Liz was receiving. Because let's keep in mind too that Liz is, is a, she's a large woman she's like six feet i believe but the kids were excited to have two moms um i'm sorry in my notes i just gush over richard uh once again for y'all that don't know richard is vivian's brother he's just so sweet and he's just like oh okay so they talk about um They talk about how uh, Richard meets Liz for the first time. So Vivian um, calls Richard, they have a conversation. Um, Vivian informs Richard that this is what's happening. So Jerry is now Geraldine or Liz for short, or Lies for the, for the FBI. Um, and Richard's kind of taken aback by it, of you know, his cisgendered man in the late '60s uh, or early '70s or mid '70s by this point. But it's because of his admiration and his love for the person that was Jerry, and still seeing that exact same person just in a very different form in Geraldine, um, Richard starts to talk about like his path to acceptance um which i thought was really sweet yeah um so now we get to old man sam (laughs) now we get to like the beginning this is like all of this leads up to what the real meat what the meat of this scam of the lady in the dale is yes i still have okay just three pages of notes (laughs) 
A lot happened. A lot happened. It took me for every episode, I had to add an extra hour on for like taking notes. Yes. And watching. Yes. Um, okay, so old man Sam gives Liz Liz a job as a realtor. Right. So she's also began, she leaves re- being a realtor and she begins to work for USMI, which is a marketing firm. Mm-hmm. There were rumors about Liz because she always came on with this like pancake makeup. Um, most people just referred to her as just saying, yeah, she's a large woman. But Liz was treated as if she was one of the quote unquote boys in the room, right? Yeah. So Liz runs into the creator of the Dale. What the hell is his name? Dale, Dale. I almost said Dale Earnhardt. Well, he's going to be Dale Earnhardt today. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> things were like Dale Earnhardt had nothing to do with this. Right? Oh, don't do that. Don't. You got to have all them NASCAR niggas coming at us. Leave. No, leave Dale Earnhardt out of this. I almost said black people don't watch NASCAR, but then I thought about girlfriends, and it's like, well, I'm about to say, but they do. Um. Okay. So Liz meets Dale, and Dale has this, a cart. It was like a dune buggy, but it was a That's three really what it was. Buggy. This shit was a dune buggy. It was a dune buggy. Um, it had, I think the first one had like a lawnmower engine, not a motorcycle engine. Yeah. Um, so it was just like this oversized dune buggy. And Liz gets the idea to do a three-wheel car, something that's fuel, fuel efficient, um, something that's slick. And a space age in design. But in uh, reality, it would never work. Because how are you going to do a three-wheel car that holds two people in the front? They're not the same weight. That bitch is going to tilt one way or the other. With the, see, the problem with them was the design. Because there's that one... I see them all the time because it's Detroit. Um, but the, but those, no, no. You know what those I mean? Little, those little three-wheel um, things. Them little doom buggy things that you can drive on the street? No, these are like... Cars. I know what you're talking about. I know that I don't know what they call it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But the difference is one, those wheels are heavier. Yeah, than the product the design was the problem. For. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like they tried to design a sleek doom buggy, and that's not a thing. It wasn't no. It, it honestly looked like sleek it was a shell on Because that bitch a flip the stick and a heavy hose get on one side and a light hose get on the other. Well, we will get there very soon. Uh, okay, so Liz starts talking about this three-wheel car, right? Because at the same time, too, there was um, obviously, as always, crisis in the Middle East and, and more. Um, so it, there ended up being a gas shortage, and most of the cars available at that point were only getting eight to twelve miles a gallon. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. So keep that in mind when these old niggas start talking about gallon uh, gas being fifty cents a gallon. It's like, well, you niggas only got to go eight miles. I so, yeah, so you've been paying the same price for a very long time. <laughs> um, so the the claim is that the Dale, because it's lighter and made out of this like space age plastic, um, that w- was supposedly from the the nose. Hold on. That was supposedly from the tip of the nose of the nose of a space shuttle, <laughs> and it's supposed to help protect the very front of it upon re-entry because that's going to be the point that's receiving the most pressure and receiving mm-hmm. the most heat, gravity, all that shit, right? 
I still can't believe that one. So Dale gets approached by a man connected to, that has a connection between the two of them, between um, Liz and himself. Uh, Liz was professional and she got the job done. Liz buys the deal. Like mama turned, when she turned them scams, she gave the appearance of legal. (laughs) That's the thing. Liz would give you a good legal moment in her scam. She would be like, but this is the business. But we're going to get this. We're going to get it how we get it. Uh, Liz buys the Dale and in honor honor of it, she names it after the creator. Uh, Thus begins Liz's campaign against the big three. (laughs) Okay, so if this was 2021 Liz would be on the shade room like all of this would be shade room shit yeah it really was like the entire thing like her entire like we're gonna kick their asses um we're gonna I'm gonna create this this car this three-wheel car that gets 70 miles to the gallon and I'm gonna and we're gonna run over the uh Detroit we're gonna run over the big three like this whole big ass campaign against the big three was it was good from a marketing perspective, I guess, but at the same time, it's like, why would you bring more attention to yourself? But she very much was like, oh, they're only coming for me because I came for the big three, like, not because I was out here scamming. <laughs> and you know, right. But you know what, though? Talk about crafting a master narrative. Right. From the she, beginning. Oh, she was, honestly, in the Instagram generation, mama would be an influencer. Like, just let's big just time. be honest. Big time. Just be scamming Target. Um, so she now has the Dale and Liz is now the first, um, not only trans woman, but woman in automotive. She opens the mm-hmm. 20th century motor car company and she brings old man Sam along to be her PR person yeah. who Sam was, once again, Sam was the person that hired her to be a realtor, but Sam, um, was also somebody that she looked up to as a father figure. And Sam they had a very like special relationship. Well. Sam was a scammer too. Sam was a scammer as well, just not as prolific as Liz was. But Sam right. was a scammer. Um, and Candy also talks about too that all the kids love. Everybody loves Sam. Like Sam was Sam was like essentially grandpa or great uncle Sam. Yeah. Um, hold on, wait a minute. I think I skipped a, a page ahead. <laughs> I was like, that does not apply here. Um, so Candy started talking about how when she first saw it and was introduced to this idea, because obviously Liz comes home excited and tells everyone about it. Mm-hmm. She thinks that this is her like chance to um, have a essentially somewhat of a normal life, right? A stable life. Yeah. Um, the Dale was unlike any other car. This is one of their one of their spiels and gimmicks. Um it was unlike any other car, size, shape, wheels, or even gas mileage. And at this point, too, Vivian, as things begin to progress, Vivian um, drops off to being Aunt Vivian. Um, Liz's personal assistant. Yep. And sister-in-law. Yeah. Which, from the, I, I definitely under, I, Thought about it for a second. I was like, "Oh, I get that. I get that from, from a business standpoint. I completely get that." Well, there are some people who transition who refer, refer to their like former selves as like, "Oh, my brother," or "Oh, my sister," 
you know? And I was like, okay, okay, I get that. Because the first time I was watching, it was like, oh, damn, bitch. She was just like, well, sister-in-law, Aunt Vivian. Um, but it, I get it. It makes sense. Um, oh, and Liz is also, yeah, once again, like trying to create the image of her being a working single mother of five who is trying to take on the auto industry. Um, Liz talks about working 16 hours a day since she was supposedly working 16 hours a day since she was a child. And she, and at this point, Candy says that she is working. They said it wasn't about the um, quantity of time and it's about the quality of time. And that they always did Sunday picnics where Liz would come home Saturday night after work and immediately start cooking coleslaw, potato salad, bean salad, um, deviled egg, probably some lemonade in there. And the bread, will, she was so descriptive in this. The she bread would. will begin to rise and you will just begin to smell yeast. And first thing in the morning, she'd take it and pop it in the oven. We'd go to the park, we'd play. We'd play our version of baseball. Vivian would be playing too. And she'd hit the ball and run off. And that is almost verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> like the description was wild. Because it was just like, why do we need to know all of this? Um. It, but it kind of, it shows that, that fondness that I was talking about. Yeah. Where she's, she's talking about all of this stuff with such great, like, happiness and joy. And it looked like she was about to cry from happiness talking about it. It was like so much of this was, it was like, no, they weren't doing crime. We were just like living life. Like, you know? Well, it was, yeah, they do some crimes, but we were kids. <laughs> like, what? Um, okay, so Liz starts talking about filling the gap in the market and begins to, well, discusses uh, building and running the first prototype, right? So she ends up connected with a, um, oh my goodness, a well-connected man in the paparazzi who writes a story on her. Shit gets carried uh, in 160 papers in 30 countries, written about this woman creating this Dale car. Um, also, her PR people contacted the Price is Right to get the Dale on the show <laughs> as part of the showcase. And they were also selling Liz posters. So yes, Mama would have been a fucking influencer. Very much so. Very much an Instagram influencer. Like, Mama would have had job buying flat tummy tea. Right. Okay, so speaking of the Price is Right, okay, who was that woman that made that bet? <laughs> What discotheca did she just leave? <laughs> I said, which one of your aunts is out here with her good fur on place in bed? Good fur. The, the good fur. <laughs> Bitch, good I know you hot. I know right. you hot. Oh my God. Okay. So she bets, <laughs> she bets it's like 10500 for the car, right? Apparently the Dale, like the base price of the Dale was 2000 um, Liz's goal was to build 800, I'm sorry, 88,000 the first year, open a second factory the following year, and then open, I believe it was a third one later that second year. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the funny things was, and one of the things that actually leads to, like, this the, leads to the second half of the story. Um, she starts raving about that plastic. Remember that plastic I was talking about? Yes. So she starts raving about this plastic, right? And it's supposed to be like nine times stronger than steel, like ounce to ounce. Um, so she brings home a cup made of it. And the next day, 
um, she brings the sledgehammer. She tells the kids, like, go and try and, like, try and break this. And the kids are going at it and going at it and going at it. They can't break it. Um, even at the shop, there was a question of, like, the durability of the plastic, right? So Liz is convinced herself and pretty much everyone else that, oh, if you fire a gun at it, it won't break it. And they get, a, is it a 357? Yeah, 357 Magnum. Um, and shoot it at the cup. And obviously the cup shatters. Exactly. Like, the, and when I thought about this, I thought about when Elon Musk brought that car through Detroit tomorrow. It's bulletproof. Shoot at it. And then like the fucking windows bust out and shit when they shot at it. Wait. What? You don't remember this? <laughs> So a couple years ago, Elon Musk came to Detroit doing like some presentation at the auto show, doing a presentation about how this car was like bulletproof and indestructible or whatever the fuck else. I know he kept saying bulletproof. He was like, it's bulletproof, it's bulletproof, it's bulletproof, shoot at it. So he had people shoot at this car and them fucking bullets like broke the windows and everything else. Like he's there looking stupid as hell at this presentation of this vehicle that he claimed was bulletproof. Okay. (laughs) So this is just yet another level of fuckery why I don't, like I just, I'm good on, I'm good on Muskie. Oh yes, he's he's a fucking super villain. He's less for like, Wait. I'm good on Avon Musk. He can stay wherever the fuck he's he is. He's Lex Luthor. I don't know why people don't understand that. Like, he's very much like a Spider-Man supervillain. He's Lex Luthor. Yeah, he needs, he has too much access to power, and that needs to be eliminated. Not him, but his access to power. Let me specify yeah. that. Not calling for his death. No, don't, you don't have to kill him, but at the same no. time, we can also not let him, like, do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> right, we can also block him from having access to things. Yeah, no, um, it was, yeah, I definitely she, saw that and thought about when he did <laughs> shit in Detroit. You can still find the video, it's still, oh my god. Because he had the dumbest look on his stupid ass face. <laughs> Oh my god, that is fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. I hate get that. Get off of here. I'll show you the video. I really hate that man. Um, oh, okay. Again, he's Lex Luthor. I don't know why people act like they don't understand. Like he's fucking. He's literally living out of Spider-Man comic book. Well, especially when and look here, I may poke fun at people's names, but your name is your name. But this nigga's child's name is a fucking math equation. What is that kid, that child's name? E equals MC squared girl. I don't know. I just know it looks like a goddamn fucking geometric equation. Now it I'm looks like look calculus. It, now I'm about to look it up because like I really don't know. It's like what in the Sam fucking hell? Hold on, let me. I don't like the way his name is spelled. So there you go. Yeah, that's why I call him Avon Musk. It's no, I said his name. I don't give a fuck about Oh, wait till you see it. I'm really looking this shit up. Wait, what? These letters? X A E X dash X I I. What does that mean? It is the coordinates to the Hellgate. I am convinced. How to pronounce. <laughs> 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 
Oh, Wait, that's too brave. The title of this story is Elon Musk's baby name isn't just weird. It may be against California regulation. <laughs> oh. So it's well, X A E A dash 12. I forgot this baby was with Grimes. It's a Mayan code. So <laughs> apparently this baby's name is pronounced X-A-12? No. But no. he can't use, he has to, he might have to change it because he can't, it's like you only can use 26 English letters and limited special characters so that AE symbol isn't, or numbers aren't even so what's okay? So dashes and accent marks. So you are the can only use characters. dash apostrophes, hyphens, apostrophes, periods, and dashes in a name. Okay, That's I was it. like, can you use quotation marks? No, no, <laughs> no exclamation, no random symbols. They're saying that he might. That might not be this baby's actual name, though. I wouldn't doubt that it isn't, and this is all just a bullshit ass PR sign. They're saying that this is the, although this is the name they use on Twitter, this isn't the baby's like actual name. It's Girl. a um, scammer. It's they a different scam. name on the person. They're gonna scam you all day. Scammers, I mean, they gonna scam. Elon Musk is a super villain. This thing is a, he's, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's Lex Luthor. He's he's literally gonna pop out and he's gonna, y'all gonna be like, what the fuck is he doing knocking down buildings? This thing is Lex Luthor. This thing is awful. I just want him to stay in the place that he is. I mean, he, you know, <laughs> he's gonna crash Bitcoin now because he's pissed. I know that's a see, temperamental child with access to money and power. That's not a good thing. We've already experienced. We always experience that. I knew once he bought his new hairline that he was a super villain. Y'all did, did you see what his hair was like before he had money? Yes. He bought that hairline. I already knew what he was on. And now it's <laughs> okay. So um, Liz also is talking about this how indestructible this car is and says she's driven into brick walls at 30 yeah. miles 40 miles and 50 miles an hour and said the only thing that happened were some superficial scratches and oh was superficial damage and i had a couple of scratches on my face and a bloody nose and then the bitch says i drove into the ocean a test driving the goddamn thing what and people are believing it Believe in every single word. Like every single word. She tells one of the um, engineers that she is bringing in roughly about thirty thousand dollars a day in an investment. And the story is catching on so much that people were coming and investing their life savings into this, and just like essentially hanging around. So she's like, "Well, put them in the shop." So you have all these unnecessary bodies there that have, like I said, invested their life savings, just kind of moseying about. So I know that that would get on my nerves. That would get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is when, this is the beginning of the Liz's like, Ayn Rand complex that kicks in. Yeah. I was like, this is very Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Liz 
Liz makes it very known that she she says like, hey, if I happen to save the world, that's okay. But I'm out here to make myself a millionaire, which is very honest, very honest, and also like can be very aspiring at the same time. But Mama was <laughs> violating every law and every regulation. <laughs> okay. Like every line, um, you, yeah. The thing about it is, any of y'all that listen to me talk long enough, y'all know I'm here for skirting the law, right? But I'm here for skirting the law and scamming at the expense of the very, very wealthy and corporations. Don't scam the common man, I don't like that. Because if your scam gonna cause somebody's babies not to eat, I have a problem. That was my thing. Like, if you're scamming. Be smart with your scams and keep the collateral damage to a minimum. Yeah, like and Liz was not doing that. Thing. It's like I, I, I stand for a scammer that will scam a major corporation. Although we all know that when major corporations get scammed, they just trickle it's by their own employees. We already know what's going to happen. But if you can get over on somebody that's like absurdly rich, or a corporation, or the federal government, that's even better. That is like, I'm good for you getting over like that, but don't scam like everyday working people. Cause they're just trying to get, they're just trying to get to the next point, just like you are. Although sometimes a fool in his money, right? Like it's well, kind of, this shit was so damn see-through. Like, why is you pre-ordering a car? The fuck? Like, like... I mean, okay, so this is, so that is a thing, but the issue was, was that Liz was taking options on the vehicle and not putting the money away in the escrow. Right. To account for the money for every vehicle that's supposed to be produced and supposed to be sold. But again, right? you pre-ordering a car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who the fuck does it? Like, you're pre-ordering a car. It's not yeah. like Yeezys. Who pre-orders a car? It's just not like Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't like you spending a couple hundred dollars to pre-order some. I don't like pre-ordering nothing, honestly. Like, I pre-orders give me anxiety. You know what it was? Mama created the first drop shipping vehicle. That's all she it was. She did. She did. She did. That's but what it was. She just didn't drop and or ship shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she dropped the ball. Shit just didn't get shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so like I was saying, Liz kind of goes on this Ayn Rand thing, talking about how she just wants to make herself a billionaire. Yeah. Um, we also enters, uh, I'm sorry, also enters at the same time is KABC, which is a local news station. Um, Dick Carlson was a field reporter at another ABC affiliate. And I hated him. they didn't trust him. They didn't trust him. They didn't like his work. Um, Dick thinks that all of this stuff, like Liz, the three-wheel car, all of this is just a big-ass lie. So Liz is- so I mean, he Dick was a hater. Like, that like, is the thing. He was like- I mean, it was hater. all a lie, but- It was all a lie, but you also could have let her rock. Like, you was a hater. <laughs> It was all a lie, but personally, from my perspective, I do believe that this was just a, this was a man being extremely sexist and ridiculous mm -hmm. and trying to get a come up off of the story of a woman who, who for all intents and purposes, created an in, in, uh, image of being a very successful and intelligent woman with the capability of creating a three-wheel fucking car. Yep. 
this was nothing more than sexist. It all goes down to you were a hater. That's it. And that's just really what it was because it's like, had you, you're mad because she did something better than what you could have done. Right. That there's a possibility that there's a woman out here who is far more intelligent and capable than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, I feel like even at this point, he has, he's like, this, it's like something's off about this lady, something's not right. So I'm sure he's thinking already that, oh, well, this person's probably trans. I don't um, know. I'm not going to say that I'm sure he's thinking trans, but I am sure that he's thinking, oh, this person's lying. Okay. Because it's the 70s at this point, so I'm not going to say that they like their go-to was this person might be trans. Because I'm okay. not even sure how many like openly and available and like widely seen trans people there were in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Outside um, of like the club scene. Well, I, I truly, okay, trans is not the word trans was the PC way I was trying to say it. Like, I'm sure he thought that, like, Liz was a man with a wig on. But I, I can't, I'm still not even gonna say that I think that he thought that. Just because okay. I think it was more he went to this bitch is lying than this is a man impersonating a woman. Once he found that out, it that was became like a story. A bone. But I don't even think that's where he went to in the beginning. I think it was very much so like, let me put this bitch in her place. And she must be lying because bitches are dumb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so this begins to like really complicated. So the rest of the story gets really complicated and difficult to navigate, just kind of as we go on. Um, yes. Okay, so Dick gets the interview and in the process of, so they're sitting in the offices of the 20th Century Motor Company waiting for Liz to allow them into, into her space, right? And they mm-hmm. see an officer from the district attorney's office. Um, and the producer asks the, the DA, the, the investigator, like, well, what the hell are you doing here? And the investigator's like, can't say, um, I'm just here to put the pressure on trying to get some information real quick but you got to watch these people in this office. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody has learned that to not say anything. Like all of the staff has learned, keep your mouth shut, don't say anything. And, but they're all told the same story of like, in case of spies from the big three, when really it was like the feds. (laughs) It was the feds, it was, mobsters it was so many other elements that they also had to keep their fucking mouth shut from um liz also hires bodyguards candy talks about the bodyguards to the rest of the world Mm -hmm. just being her like drivers but really they were two men who were incarcerated together um in prison that got out and she ended up like making them her bodyguards which she needed them because every friday was payday Mm -hmm. and these niggas just got pre-counted stacks of money they drove up to Encino, California every Friday and just got fucking stacks of cash. Yeah. Um, yeah, and at this point, Vivian is also secretary. Um, Liz, Liz talks about her husband, her deceased husband, 
who um, <laughs> worked for NASA and Liz graduated as um, a mechanical engineer and just was a widow. She created a whole dead husband storyline. Uh, mm -hmm. Dick actually, so upon their like interview, Dick Carlson, unbeknownst to Liz, hired an actual auto engineer to be the lighting guy and to kind of scope things out to um, be slightly, be in a format essentially. Because <laughs> that was, that nigga was a rat. <laughs> I think it was a right. Yeah. He got paid a hundred dollars to do it too. And that's it. Carlson. It's like you are a rat. <laughs> um, but niggas was still coming in, despite like these the interviews and the stories that Tucker Carlson are putting out. It just kind of worked to fuel the fire and provided free advertisement. People were still coming in, they were putting down payments on for what was nothing more at this point than a concept car. Um yeah. Oh yeah, the, we would talk about the escrow and all the how the deposits were used to actually like fund the business as opposed to being set aside. Um, KABC though did help to bring light to what's going on at the car company and the state of California finally had to shut down car sales of, um, of the deal. However, Oh, they this is also ironic. <laughs> right, they said fuck that. Well, also Liz feels harassed, which is the thing that I was talking about, Atlas Shrugged, the, the like, oh, these, these regulations, how dare they? I'm being harassed yeah. by the state of California. Yeah. It's like, you're not being harassed by the state of California. They're just finally doing something about this. They're state. doing their jobs. Yeah. Well, state of, like I said, state of California told her to stop selling options on the vehicle. KABC is snooping around. Dick Carlson sends his producer in to write a, a bogus check real quick and see if he can get an option. He writes the check, he gets the option, he comes out with it. And waves it like a motherfucking, like you just captured the flag at camp. He waved that shit around like, it's like, all right, my nigga, you doing a lot. Like y'all right. for this little ass story. Like. Uh, which why my notes say they, these niggas busted in like cheaters. <laughs> Because they did, they busted in like cheaters. Okay. Yeah. But did you catch that one woman that was sitting there and she said... And start pretending like she didn't speak English. No, I said not. Espanol? No comprende. I said, bitch, you better. You fucking better. <laughs> you better know your role in the scene and not speak no goddamn English. <laughs> she shut her ass up. No comprende. No comprende espanol, espanol. He's like, I think you understand me, but no, <laughs> she did this shit so tight. She did. She just kept going. When he said, I think you understand me, this bitch said, no comprende. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is a queen. I hope she is living her best life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very much um, so. Okay, so... Yeah, they bust in like cheaters and they're asking and they're they're following the staff through the hallway and they're asking like, why are you still selling options? And only one person, the dumb fool that they talked to the first time that was a sales representative was like, yeah, we're still selling options. He's like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> why would you say this on, con on camera? So Dick begins to question like Liz's entire backstory and her education. Um, 
I also wrote, I'm, I'm going to put her in the Chrissy Teigen Hall of Fame. Liz is also a narcissist and a sociopath. <laughs> um, so because of the enforcement of not selling the options, the money stops flowing because they don't have that consistent capital coming coming through. Yeah. Um, the saying, thing got interrupted. The, the shit got interrupted. She got put on pause and niggas ain't getting paid. Yeah. So these motherfuckers is mad in her office and Liz gives a fucking rowing speech to the truth. <laughs> And got these niggas, all 40 of them, back on goddamn board. Again, scammers are born, not made, because the fact that she said, yes, I, t- I don't have money to pay you, but this is why y'all should still be here. And they was like, yes! <laughs> we, we love you, Liz! We can Liz, do it. Liz, Liz! Liz. <laughs> yes, all y'all chicks bounce. But here's why y'all should still work for me. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, but she also starts telling the story. Well, she also starts telling everybody about the Japanese investors. That, w- that was actually real. Yeah. Um, so Japanese investors are supposed to be coming. And the only thing that Liz wants is just a working vehicle. So it ain't got to be all there. As long as, it, long as it, you can point it in a direction and it moves. And good. it moves. It ain't got to stay on the road for real. It just got to move. <laughs> if you niggas got to open the door and wait for a good gust to come along to get you started, that's fine. As long as it moves. So we'll I call think, it eco-friendly. <laughs> so I think this is where we should stop. Okay. Because this is where it goes even more off the rails. So I think yeah, we should stop here and pick up next week Okay. with the rest of it. Okay, that works. That works. Yeah. Um, all right, y'all. So um, happy Pride Month. And remember, uh, there is neither, the only hero in this story is this white cisgender man. Yes. Happy Pride Because everybody else sucks. Everybody <laughs> else fucking sucks. Uh, on that note, uh, good night, good evening, and, and play the lottery. Or just <laughs> be out here and live your best self and do crimes if you feel the need. But not to me. That's but don't scam me. But scam the government and other. Unless you're selling like bullshit candles on the street. Like I always buy those. Yeah, well, I mean, do harmless scams. Don't don't do scams that's gonna that's gonna harm the working poor. Everybody yeah. else is fair game. Yeah. All right. Bye, y'all. <laughs>